Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to A Visit to the Mound. I'm Lark Smith, along with Stan Huff. And today we want to talk about college baseball, the college baseball season. Well, the JUCO baseball season is already underway, and the college baseball season getting ready to kick off mid-February. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about the game of college baseball. Yeah, and you got to freeze your tail off yesterday, yes, I didn't did. you? <laughs> yes, I did. Sat out in the 40-degree <laughs> weather and watched the doubleheader. It's just, you know, all we have to do to get rain and cold in the state of Texas is to let the junior college baseball season start. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, yes, I'm still trying to thaw out from that one. Uh, major college baseball, D1 college baseball, the website D1 Baseball has already put out its preseason top 25 in the number one team, not only according to D1 Baseball, but Baseball America, perfect game, a lot of the different collegiate baseball polls has LSU at the top. Okay. Why is LSU at the top? Good question. It's obvious they got good pitching. Their defense is good and they're and they're hitting the ball too, timely hitting as well. So that's uh those are things that are, that go into play when you're starting to re, uh when you're starting to rank rank teams. So and and by the way, LSU is in the SEC and they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the top ten teams are in the SEC. You stop at seven just because that's the number of fingers you have on your hands? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> digits, digits. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, well, another reason why is uh, every publication I've read has them with the number one recruiting class from this past recruiting cycle. And also, they have collected the number one transfer class. Yeah, that's that's something that never happened before, and now it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Jay yeah. Johnson has done an excellent job of, of putting together a team. He's already got a couple of All-American pitchers, and Dylan Cruz and Tommy White. So they do look like they are the, the team to beat in college baseball this year. Everyone expecting them to return with all their fans to the College World Series in Omaha. Well, they also got a guy named Paul Skeens too at LSU mm-hmm. there too. So yeah. it's they're they're stacked up pretty good, evidently. So you got a SEC team at number one. You got an SEC team at number two in Tennessee. Tony Vitello has put together a pretty good ball club. They had a run to the College World Series a year ago. I. My personal reasoning behind that is he's got a fellow as his pitching coach named Frank Anderson, who used to be the head coach at Oklahoma State. Exactly. He was the pitching coach at the University of Texas. He's always done very well as a pitching coach. And he's got a couple of uh, All-American pitchers on his staff, led by Chase Dollander, who had 108 strikeouts a year ago, went 10-0. and 0. What, How many innings he pitched? Did he uh, have that? He pitched a bunch. 
Well, I'm not, I don't have that in front of me. But uh, anyway, 108 strikeouts, 10-0. And, and they also have Chase Burns along with <clears> Drew <throat> Beam. Drew Beam, yeah. So Those they, are the top three with Tennessee. And, and anytime you're talking baseball, you're talking pitching, 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 location, location, location. But right, strikes. Yeah, you, you throw strikes and you get batters to put the ball in play. And so that's a reason why Tennessee is probably ranked number two. You mentioned that seven out of the top ten are from the SEC. Well, four of the top five are from the SEC. Exactly. The only the only non-SEC team Stanford. in the top five is Stanford. Yeah. Now, from my experience <clears throat> in D1 baseball, but this is like ten years ago, you know, there were always teams from California like Cal Fullerton, USC, Cal Irvine that were part of this top 25. You're not seeing them here anymore. Stanford seems to be the only one that, from that past that was always in the top 25 in that poll. The only one that's even close to them is number 25, Oregon. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, that's so – uh, What has happened to the Pac-12? I don't know. They finally got a little rain out there. Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you what I think it <laughs> okay, is. And I think it's ahead. I think it's facilities. When and, and again, this was, yes, when I was out there in the uh, early 2000s, mid 2000s, places like Cal Fullerton, Cal Irvine, mm-hmm. uh, UCLA, when you compare their facilities to what is in the SEC and the Big 12, that was like a major league ballpark compared to a junior college ballpark. I mean, they just do not have the facilities out in California that reflects the success that those California teams have had in the past when Cal Fullerton was under Augie Garrido or George Horton. Right. uh, When we went to UCLA, their field, Jackie Robinson Field, is right next to a cemetery. And the press box looks like just an old travel trailer that was set on, you know, top of the, taking the wheels off, set it on top of a concrete deal behind the, behind the stands. That's awful. You know, one, just, thing, one thing I'm seeing here, you know, you're thinking about the Pac-12. Yeah. Where's Arizona State? They're not on here. Arizona State is a, a formidable baseball yeah. school and has been in the past. So you know, I'm just curious where they are. I don't know. They're not in here. <clears throat> and they've moved their facilities, too. Now, granted, they moved into an old minor league ballpark where the Oakland A's used to uh, train there in Tempe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've they've closed down the old Sun Devil Stadium or Packard Stadium there that was right next to the football field. It, it's a parking lot now. You know, that's where guys like uh, Barry Bonds and Bob Horner – and Floyd Bannister, you know, some really great major league ball players came from. Uh, Oda B. McDowell. Well, you, you got you got to wonder what's going on out there in the whole thing. Yeah, the Pac-12 is blowing apart anyway. I mean, with the two teams going over the Big Ten in football, mm-hmm. doesn't make uh, things things aren't looking up out there. But uh, but I mean, they used to be one of those conferences you had to really look out for every year, and you wanted to go play them. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, you want to play the best. You want to, it, it, it's a great uh, 
indicator of where yeah. you stand. Yeah. You now, I, I never got to see the USC campus because the only time that uh, <clears throat> when I was doing play-by-play for Baylor that Baylor played USC, we played at Dodger Stadium. Well, that was a great thing to do. <laughs> I enjoyed the heck out of that, but I didn't get to see the USC campus, which I'm told that I didn't, I'm not missing much. <laughs> well, anyway, we got the uh, Pac-12 is uh, is – not very formidable in the, in this in this group this year. So, yeah. but uh, those other two teams in the top five are Old Miss and Texas A and M. Both of those teams were at the College World Series a year ago. You know, Jim Schlossnagel's down there at Texas A and M, and he was uh, he put TCU on the map too. Mm-hmm. So, and we see TCU at number fifteen as well. So they've they haven't lost a whole lot. No. You know, I mean, uh, Kurt Sarlis has done a good job of maintaining what what Slosh has has started at TCU. Exactly, but they, uh, Slosh they, is able to take A and M up to that next level that that Rob Childress just couldn't seem to get them to. I understand. I mean, uh, TCU's got a nice little ballpark up there in Fort Worth. Well, it is really somebody calls it the the rector <clears throat> set, but it's it's no, mostly it's, it's nice and I've been compact. there. <laughs> it's compact. I'll I'll give it that. It's compact. I mean the the fans are going to be right on top of you yes, if you are, are a visiting ball club, <laughs> and it's a far cry better than what they had back in the old Southwest Conference days. Oh yeah, I've been there. I was yeah. there. It was a like a little league ballpark. Yeah, that, that right field wall with the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> had to crawl up the concrete, and the fence was another ten feet on top of that concrete wall. It was kind of weird, but no, they got a yes, very nice was. field there at Lumpton Stadium. Yes, they do. Now we got uh, we got some uh, East Coast teams here, on, uh, like in the middle of the pack. You got East Carolina, North Carolina, Maryland, Virginia Tech as eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen right there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I think Virginia Tech's an ACC school. And, uh, North Carolina, that's uh, ACC as well. North Carolina usually has a pretty good baseball program. And I'm surprised that they are outside of the top ten right now. But year in and year out, North Carolina, South Carolina, who I, I don't see on my poll. They may be on your uh, collegiate baseball poll. But South Carolina, those two teams usually are – very good. They're ranked twenty third. Twenty third in the baseball America. Baseball America poll. Yeah. I mean they they usually have a top twenty five caliber team. Clemson used to be that way, but we don't see Clemson in the poll this year. No, they're not. Yeah. Uh I see Miami's there at twenty two. There's another ACC team. Yeah. Well Miami should be there every year, considering the weather they have and they have a, a very nice facility there. Yeah, that's nice down there. It really is. Yeah. Uh so uh, you would think that they could recruit. Uh, plus, it's a private school now. If they're having money problems now with NIL and all that, I don't know. But that may be part of it. That may know. be part of USC's problem. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question about how this NIL is going to affect the baseball side. Yeah, of it. I mean it's it's very it's prominent in football. Oh that's yeah, for sure. that's the focus of of NIL right now is football. Seems like those groups that are being formed for. NIL purposes are all focused on football teams, but not necessarily on baseball teams. But I haven't really had a chance to talk to many coaches as to what baseball coaches may or may not be trying to accomplish when it comes to NIL. Now, another thing that I didn't think of was the transfer portal in baseball and how open that has become. 
I've always known the junior college route was a very good way for players to develop the first two years and then go on to four-year colleges. But now you've got guys that are you know, good enough to be on a roster of a four-year school but not necessarily in the starting lineup as a freshman. And they say, okay, I'm going to transfer and go somewhere else next year. Well, it's a good way to get playing time early. You're right about four-year schools. They're usually playing their juniors and seniors up there because they got a little more experience. Yeah, but sometimes they lose a lot of those what would be seniors due to the draft. They get, you know, Correct. That's right. Once they turn 21 and draft eligible, many of them are, are off to the big leagues. So that's a way to replenish those that don't stick around for their senior year. Well, junior college is, a, if you're at a, a really good junior college, it's a great, great opportunity to uh, show yourself to those major mm-hmm. schools, major colleges, D1 schools. Yeah, and a lot of these junior colleges are upgrading their facilities to help draw in a lot of those good ball players that need development, and they get a lot of D1 transfers down to the junior college level to get playing time, get experience, get a little bit more coaching. Because just in my experience, you know, by the time I got to the JUCO level, I still hadn't been taught anything about baseball. I'd played baseball, but hadn't really been taught. I mean, I had little league dads and the football coach who drew the black bean as a <laughs> high school coach, you know. He wasn't necessarily the baseball coach, but he got the job as a baseball That's coach. That's true. So, you know, you didn't learn anything from them. I learned more from teammates than I did from any of my coaches. So, you know, once you get to the junior college level, though, that's where it gets serious. That's where the real instruction starts, as far as I'm concerned. No, that's right. I agree with that. I can't disagree. I know most of the time in high school, you're getting a football, like you said, a football coach that just drew the draw, uh, short straw and he's coaching baseball. But uh, I got to tell you that the coaches that are getting to the junior college and D1 college uh, or upper four year schools are, are quality people. They're getting there for a reason, yeah. And that's uh, that's they are teachers. They're they're be- they're good at it, motivators, and they know the mechanics of the game. They're good at that too. Well, you you look at you know Mitch Thompson, who's just taken the job <clears throat> at Baylor, of course, after several years at a junior college, is learning the ropes as a head coach there. You know, you've had Wayne Graham, who came from San Jacinto to Rice and took Rice to the College World Series. Uh, there's a coach at uh, Iowa Western from the last couple of years that had a very good – I think he's moved up to, to D1 baseball. So, I mean, that's also a, a building block or stepping stone for the coaches as well to learn what it takes to, to run a program. And uh, that's what I loved about Mitch Thompson is the whole time he was at McLennan, he was working from his experience as an assistant coach in D1 – he was trying to make everything that happened at that junior college be a D1 level type program. He wanted to treat teach those kids what it's like to be in a D1 school. He, well, he, he did everything he could to, to 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 raise funds to be able to bus those kids on a nice bus instead of a yellow dog. Try to <laughs> try to get them something other than peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the well, on the bus trip. By virtue of doing that, he's trying to move them to those four year oh, schools. Oh, absolutely! And the more he could do that, yeah. the better off he was being. I well, mean, the more people, the more he scouted, the more college scouts and pro scouts. So I'll, look, I'll tell anybody that listens yeah. that that Mitch Thompson does more for his team 
or his players and his program than any coach I've ever come across. Well, you were there and you firsthand witnessed it. Yeah, I did. So, yeah. One other thing I wanted to bring up when we're looking at this uh, preseason top 25 mm-hmm. for college baseball, there's no Texas there. There's no Baylor there. What is going on in the Big 12? I mean, the highest-ranked team you've got is Oklahoma State at nine. And TCU and Texas Tech are in the top 25, but well, are, 15 are, and below. Are all the good good baseball players in Texas going elsewhere? Maybe so. I don't know. You, that's but, a good question. Yeah. Well, uh, these now, teams that uh, – w- these other teams that we've mentioned that weren't that aren't in here, like Arizona State and all yeah. these guys, you know, they're not in there either. So yeah. you're right about that. Well, you know, as a fan – Located in Texas, watching Big 12 baseball, it's a bit upsetting to me that the Longhorns aren't there, that the Bears aren't there. Well, it's maybe they will be next year. Well, maybe. They need to improve quite a bit, don't they? <laughs> it's all about how you, not how you start, it's how you finish. Absolutely. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion of college baseball today, and that's our time for this episode of A Visit to the Mound. We do thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, Anything you would like for us to cover, we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Visit to the Mound or visit our website uh, online at avisittothemound.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast and be listening the next time we make A Visit to the Mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 